What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. Hey, we're not insiders here. We're just Rams fans that love talking about our L.A. Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. We are closing in on that opener what do I have this episode? We have the first half of my sync up with Tom Quartz and Paul Walia, our season preview extravaganza talking all things Rams. The second half, which will drop tomorrow, we'll make all our predictions across the league, each division, playoffs, and the Super Bowl. Lots of fun. Later on this week, we will also have our player focus on Duke Shelley. We will have our Rams up straight up game picks and our preseason power rankings. We'll call it our week one power rankings going into week one. Not a lot of Rams news out there, although, man, not feeling real good about this Cooper Cup situation. Still in Minnesota last I heard, getting evaluated by some specialists, seeing if there's a chronic issue that's causing these hamstring pulls. Rams are calling it day-to-day, but everybody else seems to be counting him out for that opener against Seattle. I still think the Rams can bring it and make this game extremely competitive, maybe pull off a win. But I'll save that for our Rams-Seahawk preview coming up later this week. So let's get to the first part of that roundtable with Paul and Tom coming up in a second. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Rams Up. I have Tom and Paul back, Tom Quartz and Paul Walia, and we're doing our annual season preview from a Rams perspective. How's it going, Tom? How you been? Hey, great. Great to be back. And Paul, you got your new background going, right? Yep. Baseball playoffs right around the corner. Got to pay homage to the uh, big blue wrecking crew. I was happy to see they didn't get swept by the uh, by the Braves. The Braves look pretty formidable. That's going to be probably yeah. their their only the only team that could I think could really prevent them from getting to the World Series. But I'm no baseball expert. But just following that, it's going uh, to be a, a great uh, um, playoff sort of sequence out in the National League because you got Phil Philly looks really really good too. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, we'll have to do a Dodger segment when it gets closer to uh, playoff time. So we're going to go through a bunch of topics here. We've got them all lined up, and we're probably going to go off on a bunch of tangents, too. That's just how <laughs> that's just how we roll. The first thing I wanted to talk about is just some um, high-level thoughts on the roster, uh, anything that surprised you, anything that um, – just any, any opinions on position groups of note, anything you want to – uh, share your opinion on. You want to go first, Paul? I'll throw it over to Tom. I'm interested in, in hearing his insights. Yeah, I mean, I don't think a lot of surprises. Uh, you know, uh, 
I really, I, I, there's some guys that, you know, probably be getting elevated here and there um, that were safer on the practice squad than the guys that made the roster. So, you know, but that happens every year when I'm, uh, uh, but I, yeah, I didn't really, I, I, the one thing that really probably jumped out at me was I did not uh, expect them to keep um, 10 offensive linemen. And um, so, you know, that kind of jumped out at me, but, uh, but we know why, right. And um, they don't even know who's starting at two of the, probably two of the five positions. So uh, that, that was the only thing I'm excited to see, uh, you know, who they uh, going into the first week, who is uh, active and um, who's inactive, you know, who are the five guys that are inactive. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. The thing that surprised me, the 10 offensive linemen surprised me to some degree, but I, expected them to drop one after finding a kicker and I was wrong on that but I was surprised that they carried four tight ends I thought Hunter Long was going to be the odd man out and when I posted my 53-man roster someone um, uh, took issue with my opinion very very politely said I think you're wrong Hunter Long is going to be a very good NFL tight end and, and then I, I dug a little deeper and it was um, a Boston College alumni so that might have been why, but he was right. And they do have four tight ends. And uh, I, I I suspect that they just haven't seen enough of Hunter Long to give up on him yet. And uh, the other three were, were keepers for sure. Interesting about Hunter Long, though, real quick, uh, is that they took him off the pup right before the 53 was announced. I thought that was very interesting. They could have easily stashed him on the pup for four weeks and um, you know, made room for somebody else. Uh, obviously, I don't think he's going to be getting a lot of playtime in the first four weeks. The only downside of that is he couldn't practice. Um, so uh, I just I, I found that very interesting. Once they took him off the pup, then I knew he was going to make the roster. Especially with the play of Davis Allen, right? Davis Allen really yeah. played well. So I think to both of your points, yeah, I think a lot of people were expecting that cut. Did that um... – spur any additional thoughts on your part, Paul, or do you want to move on? No, I just, uh, I wanted to hear everybody's thoughts as well, because, you know, I was always uh, the last one to the uh, having to accept that this year might be a wash, right? So that's why I wanted to save my opinions for last. But, um, you know, you know how I'm going to start out, Puka Nakua, right? Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, we'll get to we'll get to player focuses in a second, yeah. and uh, you just gave away your guy, but that's fine. And by the but way, I, I was really surprised though. One thing really did surprise me is that um, the the play of the D line in the off season. I mean, we have. I mean, I think we all were able to pretty much pick out who was going to be there, who wasn't going to be there, with uh, fair accuracy across the board. Uh, no real surprises, like Tom says. I was surprised what they did with the kicker, in sort of like sort of lay, leaving it towards the end and not really being more proactive with that aspect of it. But um, I, the D line really, really did not impress me in the off season. Um, well, you've already so, moved on to our next po- uh, yeah. topic, then, haven't you? <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. should we be worried about? And take it away, Paul. It's a defensive line, and I figured that was going to be. I figured all three of us might throw that out there. Yeah, so you know uh, what's interesting? So I, I actually had a chance to speak to somebody who was a big Seahawks fan the other day, and we were we were talking about that, and he says, what do you like about the Seahawks? I says, their running back uh, committee looks unbelievable, right, with Walker. And Tom knows, Mark knows that I love Charbonnet, and they got Charbonnet. Um, but, you know, our D-line really, really scares me, really, really scares me. 
I think the pleasant surprise is at linebacker. I, you know, I like uh, some of what I saw in terms of guys like Van Valkenburg. He played really strong against the run. Uh, Hoyt looked, just looked great. Um, but I was really, really disappointed with what I saw on the D-line. I mean, they were getting blown off the ball for five yards. So uh, really – and they do have a lot of depth at running back, but I don't really know who's going to emerge at running back. So when you look at running back, it's almost like um, a Swiss Army knife. It's like a couple of bu- – a bunch of different blades. But what's the primary – you know, who's going who's gonna to take the ball and excuse the pun run with it? So I'm worried about the running game. I'm worried worried about the run defense. And most importantly, I'm worried about uh, uh, Cooper Cup and the hamstring. Hamstrings, yeah, yeah, that scares me all the the time. And this is what happens with hamstrings. When you rush the guys back, this is what happens. And then it becomes like a year-long scenario. The only way to really deal with it is you got to say, all right, you know, you pick a time frame, four games, three games, whatever. And that's it. You got to ride it out, and because what's going to happen is they're just going to reaggravate it. So the Cooper Cup is for me primary um, that scenario with the hamstring because hamstrings are the kiss of death for a wide receiver. Yeah, and um, it, it was interesting. We had our fantasy football draft yesterday, and Cooper Cup was a uh, uh, discussed a lot in the chat room, and nobody knew where to draft him. And then in the fifteenth round, I drafted. Uh, Puka Nakua, and uh, one of my buddies who's a 49er fan is like, who the heck is that? I said, um, well, he's Cooper Cup 2.0. You're going to find out real soon if if these concerns about Cooper are legitimate. Um, Tom, I imagine you're equally worried about the defensive line and our run defense, right? Yeah, I am. And uh, I mean, <clears throat> just to make sure everybody's, um, you know, at least from my point of view, I'll include the edges on that as well. And I might be more worried about the edges than I am. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. I'm about the uh, the interior defensive line. Uh, the uh, Obviously, we have Donald on the interior. He's going to draw a lot of attention. Um, if Bobby Brown can be more consistent, um, over the, at the nose, um, and when, when in three tech there, he can, uh, that'll sort of shore things up. And then the other guys can kind of play around him. If we can move Kobe Turner around and not have him over the center, that'd be tremendous. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm worried about that, but I'm more worried about the edges. If we don't get pressure on the quarterback, uh, in the past game, uh, then our, our that young secondary is going to just be left to hung out to dry, and we need pressure, 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 so those guys can come downhill, make plays, um, anticipate, etc. If that if the guys have time, we saw what happened last year, and it's a disaster. And that was with Jalen Ramsey and and other more veteran guys. So um, probably more worried about edge than I am interior defensive line, but I'm worried about both. Yeah, we can only hope Byron Young is a beast, but you know. <laughs> You can't really count on him emerging in the first three weeks as being uh, the next Vaughn Miller. It's going to take some time. Uh, I'll throw another one out there at you, and it's it, I knew you guys were going to bring up defensive line and edge, so I I, I took up my uh, my third biggest concern, and it's because of the Cooper Cup injury. 
you know, if you were entering this season with Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, and Puka or Skaronic or Demarcus Robinson as your top three receivers, I'd be a little worried. Um, but I'm still hopeful. You know, we hear good things about Tutu and Puka. Um, Van Jefferson, I, you know, he's a decent number two, but it's I can't say that we really have a true number one without Cooper. Let's see. Van Jefferson, in the interviews, Van Jefferson has been talking a great game. He looks like he's pumped. I hope, you know, I hope he lives up to the billing and the promise because he, he is a very, very talented player and his interviews have been great. He's been, you know, holding himself accountable to be much more productive this year. So, yeah, you know, sometimes, and we've all seen this, you know, you roll into Seattle. Uh, I think our offensive line could play really well. And they're, they're sounding pretty cocky, too. You're Tremaine Ankrum, and you, we know how Lyric Jackson rolls. But sometimes you roll into a game like that, and you're missing a key guy. Everybody just takes it up a notch and overperforms. You wish you, could, you wish they'd do that every Sunday, but they, they do tend to do that when you're missing a key guy. How many times have that I've had the Rams, you know, playing a team that's missing a couple of key players and you think, oh man, what an advantage. And then the other team plays lights out without their key guys. They, they just step up their game. Hot take here. Uh, this is a blessing in disguise. You know, my point of view on, on this season, it's basically a setup for 2024. And I think the Rams front office and has pretty much, you know, set it with all of their actions. So, uh, you know, obviously taking on cap and the list goes not signing a lot of pro, any really any high profile free agents, et cetera, et cetera. So um, so if that's the case, then you look at the guys that are free agents next year, one of which is the guy we're talking about, Ben Jefferson. So free agent next year. Um, and so I think it's a blessing in disguise. If he's the feature back with Stafford, takes over that cup role that could really increase his draft uh, uh, stock. And I do believe that he or uh, uh, or Tyler Higbee will get traded this year. And if, if but if we can get Van Jefferson off hot and um, set him up for a uh, a, a nice trade haul uh, before he comes a free agent um, after the season, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, that's a good point. Let's see. Let's move on to is is there anything we should be excited about? Do you want to go first, Paul? Sure. So I'm going to talk about the position uh, that McVay will never utilize, but the tight end position looks phenomenal. Yeah, I'm really excited by the tight end position. Davis Allen looks just like uh, as expected, very athletic, great hands. Um, uh, you know, I'm a big Bryson Hopkins fan. Um, you know, I am not a big Higby fan, but he, he is productive to some degree. So what might happen, and this might be, you know, but, you know, with the wide receiver scenario, they might play, you know, some of the wide receivers um, split out a little bit more just to, you know, get more athletic out there and uh, take a little pressure off their wide receivers, right, and utilize the size. It would be great to see the Rams run a lot more in terms of the two uh, tight end sets because of what we see there and because if Cooper Cup's going to be out just to offset that wide receiver uh, scenario. But I think we should definitely be excited about the uh, tight end scenario. Um, I think the O-line scenario also I'm really excited about. I, yeah, that's I, a, a lot that, of potential there. Yeah, that's yep. what I was going to point out. Uh, that's what I'm excited about is the offensive line, uh, 10 guys for now. Yeah. And so the much. Thing, and the thing with the O-line is going to be, um, and we, we'll talk about the different combinations. I think, Mark, you and Tom had some 
good uh, suggestions last time we spoke about the combos. But I think with the O-line is there's sort of like a caveat to all that is how long does it take the O-line to gel? So you could have a great combination of players out there, but the you know that X factor is how long does it take them to come together and become a cohesive unit? And I think that'll be the key. So the earlier they can make a decision uh, about who that five is and play with it and stick to it, regardless of the peaks and valleys, I think that's going to be really important. That's going to make or break the Rams season. Yeah, and I, I'm still not sure about the center and right guard positions. Um, there's like four different combina- valid combinations they could roll with. How about you, Tom? What, what are what are you excited about? I'm excited about uh, the running game. I'm excited to see Cam Akers just be a uh, you know a essentially full time back. I mean, I think that he'll uh, he'll get the you know the vast majority of the first and second down carries. It's not going to be a split situation like it was last year with Henderson. And he really came on with those 300 yard uh, games at the uh, in December last year. So super excited to see Cam um, kind of have a finally have his uh, you know his recovery year after that terrible injury. Um, Kyron Williams will be a Helpful third down back, really good in pass pro, uh, good with his hands. Um, so really excited. I'm excited about the running game. I think the uh, we beefed up that offensive line. I think our running attack will be a little bit more gap, inside gap oriented, and um, which I think suits Acres' game a little bit better. So excited about the run game and run blocking. And then I think the uh, position group not a lot of people are talking about is the safeties. And um, I really like Quinton Lake. I think he's going to emerge as a really big star and uh for the rams and uh he's just getting you know so much praise in uh camp i also like russ yeast uh we got jordan fuller in his la- in his final year with the rams uh and uh john johnson coming back to add a little stability but i think at the end of the day it's gonna we could end up with uh you know seeing a lot of yeast and like yeah it was interesting i saw just this morning i thought uh, just a headline i don't read a lot of these they're just clickbait I think they said the Rams were the worst secondary in the league. And, you know, when you consider Lake, Fuller, and Johnson, just the safety group is, you know, pretty impressive. They could be very, very good. I can see having some concerns about the cornerback group, but um, mm-hmm. I don't really feel that way about the safeties at all. If I, there's- love the, I love the Johnny Johnson signing. I was really excited about that signing. It's good to have him back. Um, I think it's going to pay huge dividends. Yeah, the um, the uh, the thing about Johnson, it, I mentioned this in a podcast. They basically have three guys there that have called plays for the for defenses for the Rams, right? Fuller, Johnson, and now Ernest Jones. the The guy that I'm um, excited about will go to our our wow factor here, and um, which player is going to wow us? And it's kind of a uh, you're concerned about the edge rushing, Tom, and, and I totally get it. But I have a really good feeling about Byron Young. I think it may take some time, but I think he could be the real deal. It, I'm just really excited to see what he can do. Kind of, If he doesn't get it done, like I say, we could be in big trouble. Not this year, but next year as well. We'll be hunting for another edge rusher. But Byron Young is a guy that I suspect is really going to wow us and uh, – be a really good player. Um, is there someone, a specific player, Tom, that you're excited about? You think is going to wow us? 
Oh, I, you can I mean, just I say no. <laughs> no, I kind of named a few there. I mean, I, I think Acres um, is going to have a, a really a much better season than he's had, you know, than people expect him to have. So I think he'll be our he'll be the guy that that the league will be taking notice of on this team. Yeah, fair enough. And he um, he's put on a little bit of weight, right? So um, it, it's mm-hmm. going to be it's going to be a little slightly different Cam Akers than we've seen in years past. How about you, Paul? Is there a particular player you're really excited about? So before I get to my player, I'm going to just add on to Cam Akers. So, you know, Cam Akers, you know, uh, remember when he was drafted, you know, great, great print on him, great tape on him, really talented player. And the, the comeback from that injury, right? You know, there's there's a lot there from a, just a character standpoint you know, whatever happened, it's been a sort of an up and down roller coaster ride in terms of his career. But I agree with Tom. I think potentially he, you know, if he can get his head on straight um, and he can do it for a full season, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I think he's the tough, talented running back. Um, and I and I think he, I agree with Tom. I think he's going to surprise uh, a lot of people this year, uh, a lot of his critics. The player, obviously, for me is Puka Nakua. And you know what? Uh, when I see him in the 17, I don't, I don't think there's a happier guy on the planet uh, because, you know, it just reminds me so much of the hammer, Robert Woods, right? And I just, you know, from, from you know, pre-draft and all the great things that were written about Pukua, about uh, Puka and the intangibles, I think we're going to see it play out. I, I think he's uh, played great so far. He shows a lot of promise. And look, they're probably going to need him. I think Coop, I think Cup's going to be out for a little bit with that hamstring. So I think he's going to, and I think Stafford's going to find out really quickly that he can count on this kid, you know. And I think wide receivers can play well at rookies. That's one of the positions that I think are just we have seen over the last couple of years. The rookies have been able to produce a great deal, and I and I think you called it. I think he's a great fantasy sleeper. Mark, I think it was a really good, smart move on your part. Uh, he's he's a really good fantasy sleeper. I think he's going to get a lot of burn. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people with his toughness. Um, his route running, um, as that improves, so will his production. Uh, but, yeah, that's, I think, the player that's going to uh, wow everybody uh, on that offense. So what do we have next? Um, is there a player that you're particularly concerned about, that you have your doubts about, uh, who wants to go first? Do you want to go, Tom, or what do you got? Players that I have my doubts about. Uh, I think, uh, well, I, if you're talking starters, um, I was going to say Stetson Bennett. I have a lot of doubts about, but uh, uh, hopefully we won't see him till later in the season, uh, if at all. Uh, in terms of... Um, yeah, I, I don't – I mean, obviously, I mean, I can look at the edges. I, I have doubts about Michael Hoyt. Um, he gets such the benefit of the doubt because he he, he uh, is a converted interior defensive lineman. He had a few sacks, four and a half sacks or something last year. He he, he flashed, but I think it was more out of uh, – he got a lot of praise because, wow, how can a guy go from that position to this position and play so well? Look how mobile he is for a 300-pounder and so forth and so on. But <laughs> we also saw him not know how to defend the run. Um, and, you know, coaches were just toying with him. Offensive coordinators were just toying with him. So he's uh, 
he's somebody that I think the Rams are really counting on that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure he's going to pan out. You got anybody, Paul? Um, I actually got two that I'm, I won't say they're necessarily going to disappoint us, but I'm sort of worried about. Number one is I think uh, he, he got paid a lot of money. Um, but as the season develops, I mean, we'll know within the first three games, I think Joe Nopu might be wind up being a guard for the Rams. Um, unless things get turned around really quickly and he really steps up his game at, at left tackle. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there uh, in the reverse direction. A lot of regression possibilities there. Alaric Jackson might steal his job if he's not careful. Um, and he might wind up at guard. Uh, the other one is Tutu Atwell. I mean, um, I hope I'm wrong, but I really have not seen anything in any way to justify everything they're writing about him. They're writing a lot of really positive things about him, and that's great. Um, I haven't seen anything. Um, I thought maybe I missed something, uh, but I haven't seen anything uh, that really says to me that he is going to be able to step up and be a consistent producer. And we'll, and once again, we'll know within the first three games because if, uh, if Cooper's not out there, I mean, that's just going to be spotlighted, right? I think they're going to – I think they're going to blitz right out of whatever – wherever he lines up, they're going to blitz off that slot or that um, you're going to see a lot of people coming from that side because I don't think – you know, I don't I don't think Stafford has confidence in him and I don't think Stafford's going to look his way. Um, and I just think that's a reality. Um, and the other one, I, I'm, I'm hoping they step up, but the cornerback scenario, they're young, they're feisty. Uh, but can they hold up for 17 games? That's going to be interesting. But if I was going to say which two players have the potential for re- being really huge disappointments this year, it might be Nautboom if he's out of left tackle. And I think it's going to be two to Atwell. Yeah, the one guy that I'm not necessarily – I don't think he's necessarily going to disappoint us, but a guy that really needs to play well or we could be in trouble, and that's uh, the new cornerback, Witherspoon. And I know you like him, Paul, and you – you yeah, and um, – I just don't know enough about him. <laughs> Obviously, we haven't seen him. Uh, I don't think he's taken. Has he taken a snap? Did he take a snap in the preseason? I'm not even sure he did. But, um, you know, he was a free agent for a reason, though, right? So let's see what he can bring to the table. Uh, I'm not necessarily predicting a poor season from Witherspoon, but I I, I just need to see it. Um, we know what uh, Durant can do. Uh, Kendrick struggled a little bit, but I think he could still be a decent player. Witherspoon, to me, is just a big unknown and how the Rams are going to use him and how much he's going to contribute to this team. That's going to do it for this episode. We'll share the second half of that roundtable tomorrow, our next drop. Check it out. Tom, Paul, and I make all our predictions for the Rams and the NFL playoffs all the way through to the Super Bowl. going to do it for this episode remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com visit our website at ramsup.com and don't forget about our youtube channel our handle is at laramsup.com till next time keep the horns up stay safe have fun out there music courtesy of the youtube audio library tracks featuring bar crawl by track tribe Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamahama.
Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com.